Hello, everyone, and welcome to Writer's Block Podcast. I'm your host, J.R. Havlin. Tonight's episode brought to you by Adam Berkman's. What? Who? I'll tell you who. Wait, you who? Tonight's episode brought to you by you who? No, forget it. Adam Berkman's. I'm sticking with it. Adam is a loyal blockhead who wrote in and requested that we do an episode focusing on web series. So I tracked down my old friend Ted Alexandro, a veteran stand-up comedian and creator, writer, and star of the award-winning web series Teacher's Lounge. Check it out. Later, of course. Ted and his co-creator, writer, star, Hollis James, got an idea a long time ago, wrote it up, brewed it, marinated in it, chewed on it, ran it through a filter, held it up to one of those things you look at x-rays on, and eventually realized they had a hell of a web series on their hands. Ted and I talk about how the series came to be, how we managed to wrangle such amazing guest stars as David Tell, Jim Gaffigan, Judah Friedlander, Alec Baldwin, you heard me right, crazy. Ted walks us through what can only be described as a non-development meeting with representation that for good reason soon became former representation. We discuss fundraising, shooting, distributing, and how a good web series can become a great calling card for something even more ambitious. It's good stuff. But before we get started, I should mention that somewhere along the line I got my wires crossed and wrote down my new friend Adam Berkman's name as Adma Berkman, which is why at the top of this episode, Ted and I say hi to Adma instead of Adam. It was an honest mistake, though. If Adam isn't busy writing up a Victor Victoria-type treatment right now, he should get on that. It's money in the bank. A always B B W writing. Let's get to it, y'all. This is episode 46. My guest is Ted Alexandro. I'm J.R. Havlin. You're part of the writer's block now. Good choice. Here's the deal. Ted, Ted Alexandro, welcome. Hey, how are you, man? I'm good, thank you. <laughs> just jump right into it. Yeah. Sort of. We were just counting down yeah. and checking the mic, and now we're... We're counting up. You said check one, two, three, and I then did. you tell me you're counting down? That's right. Who says check three, two, one? Yeah. Just to kind of throw the sound, just watch the sound guy go, wait, that sounded wrong. Yeah. I'm getting it. <laughs> but this feels wrong. It feels yeah. wrong. I don't know what happened. Who is this right amateur? There. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. He just can't even figure out what it was. Like, I don't, I can't figure out why that sounds weird. Yeah. I'm going to have to listen back to that. No, the monitors are all good. Everything's. The levels seem Yeah, okay. the level, <laughs> levels are good, but something's really wrong with what that dude just said. Yeah. You say that again? Sure, check ABC. Wait, what the fuck is happening? Get him out of here. Get him out now. I'm with uh, um, my old friend Ted Alexandro. This episode is uh, in part thanks to. Uh, blockhead Adma Berkman's. Hi, Adma. Say hi to Adma. Hi, Adma. Adma Berkman's. Uh, I think she's in Montreal. And Adma wrote to uh, me asking about, uh, will you talk to somebody who does web series? And I thought, well, that's a great idea. And uh, um, so we're doing that. Ted. Well, thank you, is, Adma. Uh, yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Uh, Ted is the uh, uh, the writer and star of uh, uh, Teachers Lounge, which is uh, um, a web series on the web. Am I right about that? You're right about that. Yeah. So far, so good. <laughs> is that where they play? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so anybody around the world, like like worldwide, could find this. Even in Canada. Yep. <laughs> that seems weird. Anywhere, anywhere. We, um, we insisted upon it. 
and uh, uh, called Teachers Lounge, and uh, um, it's a great web series. And in fact, a, an award-winning web series, which is a nice thing for you to say. Tell me, it, yeah. it won the uh, uh, it, Synopsis Media is Award. That, uh, is that a is that a thing? I mean, a, yeah, sorry, an, I hadn't heard of that. I hadn't either okay, until we man. got nominated. Uh, it's like kind of an industry thing, uh, and I guess Thunder Shorts had submitted us. Thunder Shorts is the company that uh, co-produced it with us, and we got nominated in two categories: best comedy web series. And uh, Jim Gaffigan won for best guest star in a comedy web series, so we went two for two, which was yeah. Cool. You won both of them. Yeah, yeah. What other web series were up? I know uh, Mark Marin was one of the folks that we were up against. So like, we really thought, oh, this is this is just going to be a free meal at this luncheon. We didn't really think <laughs> was we it had in a New show. York. It was in New York. Okay. Yeah, at the Marriott. Um, you were just stuffing rolls in your pocket. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, we said let's get something out of this. Um, but yeah, we won. They called us twice and we, you know, I mean, you see people on those televised things where they feign surprise, but like, yeah. like oh, wow, this is surprising, you know? So, uh, yeah. So we left with two pieces of hardware. Right. It was nice. pretty cool. What did they give you? Was it, was it like a dove? Or... It's like a glass thing with uh, etchings. Oh. Uh, yeah, it looks legit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it weighed more than a pound. That's right. Yeah. It, it was good to carry home the rolls on. <laughs> Went up, gave a little speech, the whole thing. We did. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So it was a nice little taste. And was Mark there? Mark was not. Oh, okay. Because you could know, have just been taunted him like crazy. Yeah, that would have been good to just talk a little trash to him. <laughs> <laughs> would have been a great idea. <laughs> yeah. Well, congratulations on that. I mean, that's Thanks. a good thing. This is for not, sure. So it surprised, they, it surprised you that you even, oh, you're nominated for this. Oh, wow. That's good. That's right. I'm, I'm not, I don't feel terrible that I didn't know what that was, but it's a right. legit thing. And yeah. now- yeah, yeah. So uh, that whole process of first, again, being nominated, like, you know, this was an independent thing that we put together ourselves. We did a Kickstarter campaign, all, all that. So so to get to the point where we're being nominated for something, that was exciting in and of itself. And then, it, like you said, to win was, uh, it, it just creates nice buzz for the show because that's, that's an ongoing process to get people to see the show that we're so proud did of. Your, did your views go up a lot right after that? It, it helped it, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's been like little jumps along the way. Uh, probably the biggest was uh, I did the Craig Ferguson show and he had me do stand-up and I paneled. Oh, great. Uh, and that was my first So you got to talk about it. I got to talk about it, which was really cool and promote it. And, you know, even Craig, who I had toured with a couple of years ago. Oh, we, really? We had done a, like a bus tour uh, together, which was kind of cool to, to get to know him. Uh, and he, you know, he's basically was helping me push it and even said, like, if you need me to play a foreign exchange teacher or something. Oh, he's just trying to get a role. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> trying Which to get is, a gig for when he's not doing his show anymore. Fine by me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're all in it for the shittiest reasons. That's it. That's <laughs> I it. love that. Hey, listen, by the way, you need a gaffer or just really anything. <laughs> right. Or like, you know, hey, I have a script. Yeah. <laughs> Can you read by it? By the way. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you want me to do that? <laughs> right. Oh, I love it. Yeah. But well, that's. The cast of characters is insane. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I mean, go over, tell us some of your guest stars, which right from the get-go, Gaffigan, who won for that episode. Yep. yep. Uh, he played... Uh, what, Nutritionist. He like the, oh, I thought it was a gardener. He, grew, he had him grow grapes and then make and whites-only wine. He makes whites-only <laughs> wine uh, on school grounds. Yeah, we have... It's just a, an all-star cast of, of comedians. Uh, Dave Attell, Louis Black... Judy Gold, uh, Michael Che, uh, Rachel Feinstein, um, Judah Friedlander. Yeah, Rachel's was like a like a monologue almost the way she was going off. Yes. For those of you out there who have not seen the web series, definitely go check it out. I mean, it's a, the nice thing about these is it couldn't be easier in no. every single way. 
it's on your computer. Mm-hmm. They're usually pretty short. You know, your episodes range from like four to six or seven minutes, maybe. Yeah, yeah I think eight might have been the top. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, but they're not that long. And the, you know, each of all these people that Ted is talking about are in different episodes and play different uh, staff members at the school. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Tell us just a little bit about the, the the actual show. Sure. I mean, the basic idea. I used to be a school teacher. I, I was an elementary oh, okay. school yeah. music teacher yeah. in New York City for. For five years. Oh, you actually were a music teacher. I was. <laughs> I yeah. was gonna because I was gonna say you were you play a music teacher despite barely even being able to play the recorder. That's right. Yeah, in the Todd Barry episode, <laughs> I, I play the recorder and you get to see my skills. But yeah, that's based on my my real life. I had been a music major in college. I studied jazz piano, uh, but kind of quickly realized I was not uh, you know world class level like a lot of the people I was studying with. So got my degree in teaching, and I, I taught music for five years in New York. Uh, while I was kind of starting out in the open mic scene. Were you like the whiplash guy? More or less. <laughs> you throwing, throwing pianos that's, at people? That's right. You did not want to cross me. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, so, you know, I had this idea for a long time that it would be a good setting for a workplace comedy, you know? And the teacher's lounge is is always kind of a, a mysterious place, definitely when you're a kid. So I just thought it would be a good way to kind of uh, root something comedically and then bring in all of my friends who I've met over the years as faculty members. So it's it's a pretty basic premise where I'm the music teacher. Uh, my buddy Hollis James, with whom I co-created the show, he plays the janitor, and we're always just hanging out in the teacher's lounge. The janitor who never seems to have a mop in his hand. Yeah, never does any work, no. yeah. Doesn't, Nobody on the show really the does The janitor who pretty much is in the teacher's lounge 24 hours a day. 24-7, yeah. <laughs> we're just hanging out. And then in walks whoever, uh, Jim... Gaffigan plays the nutritionist. Louis Black is the principal. David Tell is the school photographer. Ju- uh, I love Judy Gold in in the the acting stretch of a lifetime as the uh, as as the, the women's te- physical the gym teacher. That's right. That's but, right. We had to talk her into it. Yeah, and Judy's going to be on the show probably right after you. Actually, awesome. Uh, um, yeah, awesome. we'll be talking to Judy Gold next time up with uh, uh, about about writing one woman shows and about working daytime television. Yeah, but. Yeah. Um, I was. Uh, I've always loved Judy. She's fantastic, and I was very impressed by her acting. I thought her acting was great. Like not all, com- like com- most comics can pull it off, right? And they can be funny. But if you're really looking at like acting chops and yeah. looking for some kind of emotion or some kind of range, yeah, um, it, it's not always there. That's right. Uh, you don't have to be overly judgmental to be able to spot that. Or, and I'm yeah. not being too judgmental and pointing it out. Sure. But I thought Judy was su- super impressive. Was I did to too. See. Yeah, I think the beauty of the show is that we script it, but there's room in in every uh, episode for improv. Well, you have to. Yeah, yeah. You know, to get that that level of of talent and not let them would be foolish. So uh, Judy was great, and she did this rant about, um, you know, taking her family to a nudist like oh, yeah, how yeah, she right, spent yeah, her right, right. summer vacation. Um, yeah, so she it's never just felt so free. That's right. That's yeah. right. So yeah, we basically, you know, uh, whether it was a tell. Or Judy or Louis Black, you know, like why wouldn't you let these people yeah, go off? Or Todd. Or Todd Barry, yeah. yeah. And and you know, for Hollis and I, these are comics that we love. I mean, Hollis and I started as a duo like twenty years ago. Oh yeah, that well I wanted to talk to you about where you met Hollis. Yeah. I've never met him before. Yeah, yeah. Uh we, we started as a duo coming out of Queens College where we had done sketch comedy. And uh, you know, so we just kind of ba- banged around the open mic scene for a year, year and a half. And then he but went, doing as a as a comedy as duo? a duo yeah, oh, yeah. What, what year was that that was early nineties ninety two basically you know we kind of did that sporadically not realizing that it was the kind of thing that you have to do 
every night or you know at least four or five nights a week um so then <laughs> after a year and a half of that hollis kind of went off to la and started pursuing writing and screenwriting and i wanted to do solo stuff so that was how it came about um but over the years we've collaborated on a bunch of stuff you know we did a mockumentary about the first integrated ventriloquist team where i play uh, a ventriloquist working with the black dummy during like the civil rights movement oh that's funny and nobody would book us you know because we were interracial uh so you know we've Is done that online yeah yeah oh, what's it's, it called it, nobody's dummy Nobody's dummy. Yeah. You just you can find it that way, and putting your name in and that. Easily. Yeah, All if right. you look, yeah, my name and Hollis James. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's on on YouTube. So yeah, we've collaborated on some musical stuff, uh, some parodies, and then, like I said, this is was an idea that I had for a long time because having been a teacher, I just thought it would be good. And and what was good was that it at this point, you know. Now I I have 20 years in stand up. I have all these relationships. You know, I couldn't have asked Lewis Black, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah, uh, you could have. But, uh, yeah, right, exactly. You'd be chasing him into his building. Exactly. <laughs> and exactly. being stopped by security. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Yeah. Right. So, so it was that, the right so, time. And, and I wanted to talk to you about finding these people. Like when, when you were creating it, when you were creating the series, first of all, you had the idea for a long time. Yeah. Did, when you first started back in the early 90s, I mean, this was around the time when, remember, everybody was getting deals because everybody wanted to find the next Seinfeld, the next right. Raymond. You know, I mean, every comic and their fucking mother was getting signed to something that ended up falling apart for the most, usually. But, you know, I mean, that was happening. So mm -hmm. did you ever write this up as a spec script? Yeah, it's funny okay. you mention that because I did Letterman. In it's it. hilarious that I mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a, That's what you mean, I right? stand corrected. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I did Letterman in, in the late... 90s 97 or so uh coming off of montreal and yeah yeah the, that's how you do it you right? know the, i remember that all set, of actually. the things that you're talking about like that that thing of thinking and th and this was a time when deals were kind of drying up too uh so you heard about like you know the golden age where mm -hmm. they were throwing money around so i kind of thought like okay this is this is my shot you know yeah. i'm doing letterman uh i had some pitch meetings lined up um, so I pitched the show. I pitched Teacher's Lounge in the late 90s. Called Teacher's Lounge. Yeah, called wow, Teacher's Lounge. Amazing. Not the exact idea, um, but a, a version of it, mm -hmm. you know, to Comedy Central, to the networks. Well, it's going to be different. I mean, back then there was no web series. That's right. Um, and so you're talking about a half hour sitcom idea. So mm -hmm. it had to be obviously more uh, filled out. Yep. There was stuff that happened outside the Teacher's Lounge, perhaps. That's or, right. You know, that's right. Um, and you had. All these characters probably similar to the ones that you have now. Yeah, and I don't even remember, to be honest with you, if we, because it was for a pilot, I don't think we even cast it with comedians. Like, we just wrote, like, me and the janitor, and we just wrote characters. I don't think having... Was it you and Hollis? Uh, well, we yeah, we co-wrote it, okay. yeah, so... I mean, no, I mean back when, you know, when you f first wrote it as a um, spec script. That's right. It was, okay. Yeah, okay. it was even Hollis then as well. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, again, and here's, you you only really realize these things if you somehow or other stay in the business as long as we have, that there's, there things happen at the right time. You know, had I done it then, I wasn't ready to do any kind of TV show. I didn't, you know. I, I didn't know what I was doing, mm -hmm. um, but you know, ten, fifteen years later, whatever it was, um, I had you know the skill level as a performer, the relationships, a lot more to say, a, a lot had been through a lot more, 
had worked with Louis C.K. on the road, had worked with Craig Ferguson, had picked people's, had worked open for Louis Black, had picked people's brains who have had jobs in show business, you know, because there's a difference between being a comedian and having a job in show business, as, as you well know. Mm. You know, it, th there's a lot more work, a lot more discipline, a lot more hats to wear. So, yeah, I was glad that this happened when it did, despite the fact that I had some version of, of the idea a long time ago. Did you actually pitch Teachers Lounge to like yeah. NBC or Universal yep. or Castle Comedy Rock Central, uh, Comedy the, Central, the networks? Yeah, all of them. And they just kind of they passed on it for yeah. whatever reason. They passed. I remember uh, one person saying, "I don't remember which net network it was." Would you be willing to make it um, like Welcome Back, Hotter? Like we're looking at kind of recharging that franchise, <laughs> and. Uh, and I just thought, like, well, that's not really the tone of the show, <laughs> like the Sweat Hogs. And this is a, an elementary school where the kids are invisible. And Welcome Back, Hotter is a high school where the kids are the main part of the show, really. You could have said, like, you know, um, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Which is always a good way to start. <laughs> Listen, love your idea. Here's yeah. what we're going to do. Yeah. One of the characters will wear, will wear bell bottoms. How about that? <laughs> that's right. right. Is that okay? Is that satisfying? And he'll, like, strut. Yeah. What do you think? Are we in? Yeah. Do you have the forms? Should I come back in an hour? Done deal. <laughs> you got to get this shit printed up on your dot matrix printer. Uh, yeah. So the, isn't that typical though of, uh, of pitching that you go in right. and you pitch an idea that you have. And in this case, at least the thing that was shot back at you uh, was uh, of a similar vibe or of a, of a similar sort of like, uh, at least topic. It was a teaching show. Yeah. yeah, yeah so right, that... right, right, right. So, well, so the, uh, you know, but but the, uh, a lot of times you go in, you pitch something, and you I don't know if you've ever been in a situation you'll you'll pitch an idea and they'll say this is great we love it, um, here are some ideas here's a pile of ideas that we actually want to produce yes and so the nice thing there is oh well they seem to like me enough to maybe give me a shot at producing something that they want but I have to remember I'm here. Because creatively, this is a thing I want to do. Project, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I, do I just give up on that? Yeah. And some people say yes, and some people don't. Yeah, and they they have such an odd way of articulating it, or or not articulating it. So that, like you say, they just jump right to that, and it's almost like your head is spinning. Because I thought I was here for my project, but I'm right. not. I'm not here for my project. Right. Um, but a good example of that I just experienced recently. Um, I had hired new representation with the express purpose of pitching Teacher's Lounge. That was why I had been without representation for a number of years and kind of just meandering. Pitching it, again, to networks and stuff. Uh, well, yeah, that was the goal. Okay. Right. That was the goal. <clears throat> so uh, I had new agents, and I send them the links. You know, all 10 of them are out at this point, 10 episodes. And I have a phone call set up with the East Coast and West Coast office to strategize about pitching. And the first thing out of their mouth in the phone call is, would you be willing to move it from a school setting? <laughs> to a grocery store? You know, a rocket ship? What do we, what do we have in mind? It's called Teacher's Lounge, you know? I was a teacher. Uh, All right, that was the first thing. Let's, well, let's take a break and, and come back and talk about the second through 99th thing. <laughs> <laughs> that are hopefully that measure up to that. This is Writer's Block. I'm J.R. Havlin. I'm here with Ted Alexandra. We'll be right back. Turns out some people just can't see the forest through the recently cleaned picture window that looks out onto the forest. 
We'll continue that story in a minute, but first let me just reach out for your help, blockheads. If you like the podcast, share it. Tell your friends. Tweet it. Retweet it. Post it on Facebook. Write about it in your local penny saver. And if all else fails, I guess invite it to join you on LinkedIn. You have nothing to lose except people's attention. We return you now to our TED Talk, currently in progress. All right, we're back with uh, Ted Alexandro. We're talking about Teacher's Lounge web series, award-winning web series. That's right. And um, you were talking about attempting to revive this uh, this project of yours that was probably shelved for a while, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you always liked the idea. Still thought it was a good setting. Yes. Ripe. Mm-hmm. Rife. Right? Something. Both. Yeah. Both of those things. Yeah. <laughs> and that you went to your representation, your uh, agents mm-hmm. uh, and or manager, and said, okay, I want to revive this project. Here it is. I'm going to well, tell you about it. Well, not only that, but it was already shot. It's done. Here it is. You know, they, it was done. Well, how, the, you, you mean as the web series it was done? The web series. Oh. It was you had done. already done the Kickstarter thing and all that. We had done the Kickstarter. Oh, okay. We had shot them. Everything. Was Without done. them knowing this was happening? No. Um, they came on board. Like I, like I hired them because oh, I well, needed, uh, I figured now I finally have a project. Oh, that's why I thought it was, that's why I was confused as to whether or not it was a new agent or an old agent. You just, you hired them. You I have hired, this thing. Yeah. I, I, you know, here's, here's my, here's what you can use. That's right. To, to get me out there. Here's what I need you to pedal. Help yeah. me help me sell this thing. Pedal as a web series or pedal as a web series that can be turned into a into a sitcom. I, I mean, is that ra- the ultimate idea? I think the latter. To to yeah. turn it into a sitcom is the ideal. That's what that's what I I, Hollis I get and I the are vibe. That's the idea with most web series. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't that how Broad City came about for the most part? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So you have this thing yeah. and you show it to them, and their first response is, "Let's put it somewhere other than a teacher's lounge." Move it from the school. <laughs> School setting. So already, uh, already, I'm intrigued. <laughs> Go on, as and, you're leaving the room. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know if you've had phone conversations where you literally move the phone like three feet from your head, so you can breathe to take like, a breathe. So you, yeah, take a breath. Sigh. Yeah, I, I, and I could, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. So that was the first thing. Then the next thing, a little while later, is well. First, tell me, they did? Did they give you other locations? Uh, no, they, they didn't. They did space one of them. <laughs> they, they didn't. Uh, thankfully, they. I, I mean, it would have been even more comedic had they given me their suggestions, but they they didn't offer any. Okay. Uh, but a little further into the conversation, they say, uh, "Well, we haven't watched any of them yet, but when we do, we'll have a better idea." And you had sent them to them. All ten of them were already up online, uh, and they hadn't watched a single. And I said, you know. They're five minutes long, uh, and you made them aware of them before, yeah. and you knew they knew that the point of this meeting was to discuss them. All of those things they knew. Yeah, <coughs> that's just fucking shocking. It was shocking. It was shocking. I mean, you hear stories you're about a, you're you you have a name going too. I mean, you're not nobody. You're somebody that they can. They, you know, I'm somebody. I mean, damn that, it. Yeah. Well, but yeah. but you know what I'm saying. Like no, at this yeah. point, you would think like, listen, I'm not going to say, do you know who I am? Right. But I do have to question how seriously you're taking me because that's right. I do have something going on. That's right. And let's put it this way. About four months prior, five months prior, when I started working with them, I mentioned Teacher's Lounge in the meeting. I mentioned this is what I'm excited about. This is what I need. You know, I, I really want to partner with you and work on. And in that meeting, I you would have thought I was uh, Brad Pitt or whoever because, the, you know, the way they talk to you. When, oh, yeah, at when, first. Yeah, when they're right. courting yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. 
So, uh, so to uh, oh, so that's why you got them. And then when you had the meeting to discuss the actual project, they hadn't even looked at it. They yet. hadn't looked at it, and they couldn't have. They been didn't less even have a lackey in the room who looked at it. You know what I'm that's saying? That's the thing. And like I said, they're five minutes long. You couldn't postpone our phone call by Watch five minutes. One. <laughs> Watch one of them. One. Yeah. Yeah. So With I, any number of comics who you would be like, oh, I'll watch this one. Well, I'll watch the, the Lewis Black one. I'll watch Judy Gold. I'll watch David Tell. That's the thing, yeah. And Alec Baldwin. We got Alec Baldwin, yeah, right. Janine Garofalo. So, you know, really, I guess, like, what I would tell folks listening uh, who, who are, you know, considering doing any project, really, you have to be of two minds. There's the creative side, and then there's the business side, you know, so... so I, Show business. That's right. That's right. There you go. Show <laughs> business boom so yeah but yeah that's it's a thing yeah and and you don't always realize that you know uh and on this project everything really aligned and met and even surpassed our expectations on the creative side and then the business side is always that other navigation of like you know great things happen like winning this uh these awards um but everything with this has almost happened very organically and almost, I'm not going to say without trying, but my approach to life and to uh, the business in general has been a lot more zen uh, in these last, I don't know, five, ten years. So I think that's how I work best, is really just allowing things to find the right people, find the right connections. Uh, and although I ventured back into the business by you know the relationship with these agents and managers... I found pretty quickly, uh, you know, maybe maybe that's not the path for me because these guys clearly are not uh, listening to me and are not operating uh, in the ways that I need them to. Right. You know. So you get rid of them and seek out new representatives. Got rid of them, yeah. But I, I didn't just hang, say you're fired and hang up. Right, I, yeah. I gave it a week and thought about it, talked to some people. And well, I, I mean, that, and that's a good lesson as well in that, like, you're going to run into – extremely disagreeable situations. You're going to have people say things to your face that you can't even believe they're saying. Yes. Not only because it just doesn't mesh at all with what you're thinking creatively, but it might not have anything to do with what you're doing at all. I mean, the idea to go into a meeting like this with your agents and have them say, we haven't watched any, <laughs> the way you would want to react like that and feel like you would have a right to react to something like that is a thing that is best left, you know, yeah, uh, under the table for the time being, you know, rather than reacting, taking a measured response to something, you right. know, preparing yourself ahead of time to, yeah. to to hear the craziest shit that is opposed <laughs> to what you're trying to do. Yeah, but uh, I think luckily for me, I was at a stage of my life and my career that I was able to <clears throat> do what you're saying, take a breath, take some time, talk to trust and realize them. it was the right thing to do and realize it was the right thing to do and, and do it. Um, yeah. But don't do it like in the heat of the moment, you know, right. So. So that was a good. Uh, all all of it is has been a good experience, and that that included. I feel I feel like you had a bit of a list. Were there other other things that happened in the meeting that were? Um, that no, were, uh, no. I mean, that was really that was the gist of that phone call. Yeah, yeah right. it was a list of two, but those two things were were, yeah. were good enough for right, me to, right, right. to let them go. So let's talk about getting the thing off the ground in the first place. You mm. you had it for a long time. You had your spec script when. Did you and uh, um, and Hollis, mm -hmm. when did you first discuss like, hey, you know, we could just make this uh, a web series, you know? Yeah, I think it was just at the point where like there was a lot of content on the web and we realized like this can work well in that platform and we can do it ourselves. 
And what are we waiting for? You know, kind of like what a lot of people have been going through in the last five or ten years. Did you have Teachers Lounge in mind immediately? Or yeah. Would... Yeah, we figured, like, let's sharpen these tools as well. You know, like, again, having worked with Louis uh, right at the time that he got his show. Mm -hmm. uh, Lu you know, this was Which post. One? Well, this, this was post Lucky Louis. Okay. And he was negotiating uh, the Louis show uh -huh. when I was with him for that uh, during his hilarious, the Hilarious tour. Uh -huh. Uh, so it was really instructive for me to be around him during that time. And I, you know, and again, here's a guy with jobs in show business for a long time. So I kind of realized like, I, I want to create something, you know, and I want to have that experience and I can do it on the level of a web series and perhaps it'll grow to something else. But I want to have those tools. I want to have that as part of my skill set. To see how the production gets done. That's right. And make decisions. And it'll be my, you know, vision with, with Hollis. So sort of, I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on who you talk to. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, so that was really something we, we were excited about. And I, I was definitely excited about. Um, so we like, did. Okay, we need money. Well, you know, we decided to do four of them first. So there was a gap between the first four and uh, the remaining six. The first four we shot were Lewis Black. Um, Jim. No, oh, no, no, you didn't shoot him in that. That order. was actually later. Yeah, okay. it was Judah Friedlander, Judy Gold, and musician Ted Leo. Yeah, Those okay. were the first four. And music, musician Ted Leo. <laughs> yes, as himself, coming to play for the kids. Yeah. and um, For all the wrong reasons. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that's right. So, uh, yeah, and then we had Janine Garofalo doing the announcements for those first four. Uh, so we didn't raise money. I actually put my own money into those first four. Okay. Uh, we rented a school down down on the Lower East Side and shot uh, two a day. Was uh, the teacher's lounge, like, words already on the door like that at the place you went to? It was an empty room. Okay, yeah. So, okay. yeah. So when you, watch, when you watch the series, just think of, like, a, a completely bare room. And, and, and these are the things that go into, you know, um, a budget. Like, to hire someone to dress the set, an artistic director... And they did such an amazing job because, like you say, even the you know the words on the door and uh, a copy machine in the corner and the the coffee cups and all the little things that make it real. And this is the type of experience you're talking about that you had never had before. That's right. Right now, then so you had those four episodes written and shot. Did you have other episodes written before you shot those ones? Not written. I mean, we had broad strokes of ideas. Okay. But it was just like I didn't have the money to keep throwing into the the next six. So here's a question. Which is really the purpose of this whole meeting, isn't it? Yeah. Bit of a Q and A. Yeah. Um, once you produced, once you went through this process that was all like new to you. Yeah. Then how did knowing the subtleties of production alter the writing process for the remaining episode? Well, that's a good question. Uh, I think a lot of it happened organically uh but a lot of it like almost by osmosis you you realize things that work better things that uh certainly the uh improvisation uh was was the crux of like you were leaving more room for that leaving, allowing that to yeah okay that's right allowing them to really explore that and giving them more bullet points to like try this try that but you still want to try to like have like a set beginning middle and end so that's that right they can improv but you can kind of like constrain their improv maybe a little bit like try to keep it in here because this is where we're going 
It, it has a structure, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I guess in a way to kind of go back to my jazz roots, it, like jazz is is structured, but then there's improvisation, you know. So you, within that structure, you allow people, you allow people to to, to uh, flourish, you know, and and express their voice, their unique voices. So that was really what we wanted to do, and I think from those first four to the later six, and about a about a year and a half went by. Um, and we kept wondering, like, do we just release these four or do we release the, si the the full 10 that we intended to shoot and produce? So we waited and waited and it really worked to our benefit because what we did was we wound up kind of re-editing the first four after shooting the full 10. Uh, oh, yeah. OK. So that they had like a, a really they were tighter, you know, and they had uh, um, the same feel. And, and the first four had been directed by Michael Huss. Uh, who was a, a friend and, and did a great job. And then Matthew Weiss did the uh, remaining six. Um, but then we just re-edited re because we had learned, you know, we had learned who like- shot them? Did you Did you have the same uh, like uh, um, uh, team shooting them as well the whole time? Uh, no, different actually. The first four was Michael Huss and his crew. The second was my friend Matthew Weiss and, and his oh, crew. So he had a different crew. He had a different, different crew. Yeah, same location and, and all that stuff. But yeah, different. So- you know, you know how it is. As you go along, you just learn. Uh, and your, to answer your question specifically about the writing, yeah. uh, I think we just learned, you know, we, we found the voice of the show uh, as we went along. And, right. and that gap of a year and a half, I think, uh, was beneficial. Um, even though we were struggling, like, do we put these out? Do we wait? The time, you know, and, and again, again, I find this the further along I go in life. Time feels difficult as you're, you know, as you're debating and wondering, but the passage of time, I think almost always benefits a project. Um, even though you may be impatient and waiting, like I want this out now, or I want this opportunity. Yeah, when you go back and look at anything that you've done, you realize like, oh, I, this is, I could have done this. I could have done this. I could have done this. Sure. Um, and sometimes, uh, uh, I mean, the, the fear is that then it would, the project would change too much. Right, you know. right. Would it be something else different entirely? Yeah. Have you? Yeah. Have you? Do you still have the original spec script that you had written? Yeah, yeah. We yeah. Have I mean, that. like going back and looking at that. Now uh, you could you could look at that and say like, hey, you know what? I think a, a location other than a teacher's lounge would be good for this. <laughs> <laughs> they that might have had right. a point. God damn it! <laughs> yes. We'll come back real soon and talk about. Uh, um, producing and uh, and writing and getting a web series out there and uh, talk to Ted about what uh, what he's up to outside of that. This is Writer's Block. I'm J.R. Havlin. See you in a bit. It's interesting, right? Sometimes sitting on a project for a bit is the best idea. In this case, the time allowed Ted and Hollis to put extra thought into it and realize what was best for the whole series rather than just each individual episode. Lesson learned. Don't forget to go on Twitter right after this and make sure you're following at Ted Alexandro, at J.R. Havlin, and at Writer's Block Pod. Teacher's Lounge is on Facebook and can be found, as you might imagine, on the web, including Ted's personal site, TedAlexandro.com. So what are you waiting for? Oh, right, the rest of this episode. Good choice. When last we spoke, Ted Alexandro, which was, yes. uh, um, let's say, you know, a minute ago. Moments ago. Yeah. We were talking about just basically just getting the the experience and how it would change uh, your your process. There were a couple of things. Um, I guess one big one being 
you know, understanding just the characters and the vibe and the feel of the of the whole thing. Like, if something came in where it's like, oh, oh, I really like that. That worked. And you know what? We did a similar thing in episode seven, mm-hmm. and that worked too. And I think like we should try to do more of that, or we should focus on that because I like the way that that brings these two guys together. You yeah. know, and that's over the long run a good thing to work on. I think yeah, I think that's always a great tool to have as an artist in in any medium is that openness and i think as comedians we definitely sharpen that tool because our stuff is constantly being edited uh by this kind of collaborative creation the audience is is integral to our creation of our material Uh i think it can only be made better by question by someone in some way questioning like might it be better if we tried this you know and you can say yes or no but it's good to question right and i think when you are collaborating you're also communicating to people, I trust you, you know, right. uh, or, or you're communicating, I don't trust you. Uh, and, and people don't like to really operate in, a, in an environment where, they're, where that's being communicated, uh, that I, I don't trust you or I don't value your contribution. Now, granted, you know, there's certain things that you don't, you, you know, you don't want everyone's contribution on everything, but you want the people to contribute what you've hired them or brought them to to uh contribute and, and this yours is particularly interesting because of the people that you have co-starring in there and i mean you bring in a guy like todd berry you bring in a guy like david tell in particular I jim mean, norton all, and all, yeah, these all these guys, guys. Yeah. um i mean how you, you can't even expect a it's not that you can't expect to tell to not go off but you desperately want him you to. want him to yeah you're, you know? you're right you're right and, and that's stuff and his episode in particular was edited very differently i think because to 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 work around how many jokes that guy can tell in the span of a fucking 30 seconds. It was mind-boggling to watch him work. A couple things about the Attell episode. That was the only episode, really, that we had the Teacher's Lounge populated with other teachers as well. So that was another... Karen Bergren was one of them. She was wonderful. Yeah, she was fantastic. She actually had a couple of good lines. She really did, yeah. Yeah. And those were all improv, you know? Like, we just had the comics playing faculty members uh, on picture day, kind of getting ready right. to be shot Gabe by... being the photographer, who was a, the school photographer as well, but the other one fell out for some reason. Was there a specific Kicked reason? in the head by a pony, I believe <laughs> Dave said. <laughs> so he was filling in for the school photographer. Um, but you're absolutely right. Uh, we we loved... As while every... he was doing a children's party, maybe? Yes. <laughs> yes. It's, yeah, it's in the episode. I so mean, good. Dave is... is Everyone who came up doing comedy in New York uh, just has this immense love and respect for Dave uh, and reverence, really. So, you know, I grew, I came up through the scene watching Dave at the cellar and around town and always felt like I would love to see this guy in something um, that captures his, his stage essence and persona. So that was really what Hollis and I had in mind, kind of like, let's let Dave shine uh, and we knew that in order to do that, that we had to uh, really a- allow him to to riff and not script it too mm-hmm. heavily. Heavily, and mm-hmm. he even said to us, "I can't act. I don't want to ruin your project." Even when he showed up the day of the shoot, I don't, I don't, I can't act. I can't, you know. He was really downplaying as he tends to do. Um, so we kind of just had to remind him, "Look, Dave, you just have to be you. We're gonna like give you some bullet points on things to go with." 
Uh, so it was it was really the ideal uh, situation. Yeah, for exactly. him to just like be able to riff on each person, what you know, whatever they look like or whatever he wants them to do. He, some he was shooting lines. shooting a parade of comics would come into the room one at a time, and Dave would shoot them. And and like you say, it was just it was almost like Don Rickles or somebody roasting, you know. And, right, right, yeah. And, and as you know, you can the imagine, moment. yeah, the whole like the photographer shooting, the, you know, getting getting these shots and telling them to do certain things, and and wondering where they got that shirt or that you know this that whole kind of like without going into, I don't think he told one like, hey, the seventies called, which was which is a relief, you know, like Dave <laughs> right. knows, like I, I think I'm pretty sure that joke's been told a few times. <laughs> yes, <clears throat> it's like, hey, the. Hey, the 2000s called. They want you to stop doing that. Hey, the 70s called joke. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's been wrung wrung out to dry. Um, let's talk real quick about the um, the process of of getting of getting started, like the Kickstarter thing. You say uh, you 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 were fortunate enough to have some means to put together four episodes and be like, okay, I'm going to pay for these. I believe in myself, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make that investment. But uh, uh, I don't believe myself that much. That's right. Yeah. That's right. There so is a limit. Believe, yeah. <laughs> we, we now know that Ted Alexander does not believe in himself five episodes worth of himself. <laughs> That's it. That's the way it is. We have your cutoff point. You For didn't sure. know you were revealing That's right. such, such depth. But yeah. You find out about yourself. Oh, yeah. You find out a lot of things. Like, I will not. No. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do this. Four is it. So um, at that point, you, you realize, well, maybe a couple of things. First of all, this might be a bust for me to just like keep pouring my own money into this but also i'm if we do a campaign i might be able to get more money than i would even be willing to spend in order to make it that much better yeah how does that process start i mean kickstarter happens to be a thing that existed that came in very handy for you that's what you did it through that's right just talk about that for a minute well you know hollis and i discussed like what's the best way to go about raising the money and we figured kickstarter is the way to go um because of the fact that you know, it has that all or nothing aspect to it, as opposed to Indiegogo or GoFundMe, where you keep whatever you make. Uh, so we wanted the pressure of like we have to make this money, and if we don't get it, we don't shoot the remaining six episodes. So you have you have to, at Kickstarter, you have to get to your goal. You have to hit your goal, and you placed a goal because you placed a goal fifty thousand dollars based on production costs of the first four episodes. So this was not a whim guess. You knew basically what it would cost you. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, $50,000 was the goal because they each cost- That's a lot. Yeah. Well, they they each cost um, about, they wound up costing close to $7,000 a piece. Mm-hmm. Um, so we thought at that point, like we thought like $5,000 uh, just to recoup a little bit of what I had put in, but also to pay all of the upcoming right. episodes. Right. So we set the number at 50 and figured, all right, this is, you know, it's a big number, but it's hopefully attainable. Um, And we also like the aspect of this is allowing people to literally buy into the show and say, I like you. I like what you're doing. I like the people you have involved. Um, And we could also put together a kind of a teaser trailer of the first four that we had. Can you offer them T-shirts, which you have now? That's right. There's T-shirts. We're sweeten the deal. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was just an interesting, uh, again, another interesting part of the process to engage with people on that level and say, we need your help. Please help us create this. And, you know, another hat that you have to wear, you essentially become a, a, a pitch man or yeah, right. a, a salesman. Yeah, and I mean, the hard thing about that is a lot of times, mean, particularly if you're going to get somebody who's going to give you 10 grand of that, then they're going to be like, well, I'm going to want some kind of ownership yeah. outside of the guy who gave you a hundred. That's right. You know, sure. And, and so that, that, you know. 
I wonder with uh, um, with Kickstarter, say you get to forty five, can you can then throw in five? Yes. Okay. So and you I was can, you I can was make it up in order to, to make sure that you get that money. Right. That's right. I was prepared to do that. Like I, I figured if it gets to around that number forty five, mm-hmm. I can kick it in. But an interesting thing happened when we did get to forty six. Uh, I got a call from a friend in Singapore. And again, this is like the weird synergy of your career and your life and the different paths kind of coming together at the right time. Uh, a comic that I had worked with in Singapore contacted me and said, uh, I just produced a show with Jeff Dunham over here and made a boatload of money. And he's like, I, f- I feel like it's dirty money, so I want to funnel it back into your project. So, you know, here's a guy that I hadn't talked to in a few years saying, uh, I, I believe in your project. And he's like, I'll put in the rest of the money right now to get you to 50. And you said, great, we're at 13,000. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> exactly. How soon can you get me? <laughs> 37. So he said, I'll put it in right now. I, I said, well, you know, that's a lot of money. Uh, I appreciate it. You know, uh, thank you so much. Uh, and I said, you know, you don't have to put in all of it. And And he said, well, what I'll do is I'll put in... 2500 now and allow other people to kind of get you to the finish line but I'll I'll keep an eye on it. Uh and sure enough he put in 2500 and then people gave us enough and we got over the the mark. So So and that then, was and then that's when he hits you with like peanut has to be on. <laughs> I forgot I sorry I didn't mention this to you. Yeah. If you want that grand to get you up to 50. Um Ahmed the terrorist Listen, P- puppet. Yeah. <laughs> Ahmed the terrorist puppet is looking to. He's been looking for a project yeah. That's right. outside of Jeff. That's right. He's really getting kind of tired of him. With the hand up his ass all the time. Uh, there was uh, something else that. Uh, um, oh, I'd like to tell you about the Alec Baldwin get. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's, I mean, that was a crazy thing too, because yeah. uh, like I said, Janine Garofalo had done the voiceover for the first four episodes of the public address announcements that begin the show. Uh, which was great, and we were so thrilled to get her. Uh, but then she couldn't do the next six. She was working on a movie in Vancouver or something. Uh, so Alec Baldwin had tweeted about me several months back, just saying that he was listening to Sirius XM radio, and uh, this guy, Ted Alexandro, is funny and smart. Check him out. So I tweeted back. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, thank you so much. I'm a huge fan. And that was that. So then when Janine said she couldn't do the six episodes, I said to Hollis, like, why don't we take a shot at Alec Baldwin? And see what happens. And, you know, Judah Friedlander, who was on 30 Rock. Yeah, right, sure, yeah. Uh, you know, so we figured, let, Did let's... Did he hook you up a little bit? Yeah, yeah, I said, would you mind, like, being a go-between? So he he did that. And within 24 hours, we got an email back from Alec Baldwin's assistant saying, I'd be happy to do the project. Wow. But, so. but uh, um, and then you're like, okay, that's great. Would Alec? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and when I say I, I mean I, Alec Baldwin's assistant... <laughs> I'm totally on board. Yeah, I'm on board. But Peanut is, is a friend of mine. Been out in Singapore a long time looking for something to do stateside. Yeah, just doesn't have to be a lead. Uh, you're doing a lot of stand-up these days? I am, yeah. I, I released my most recent hour last year called I Did It, and that's available on my site, uh, Pay What You Want. And um, yeah, so now I'm kind of just doing a, a lot of stand-up. And... This is tedalexandro.com. Yep. <clears throat> Ale. E X A N D R O. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so now you know how, how it is when you put something out. Now I'm kind of working past that. And do you have to... more episodes in mind? Or are you going to try to do another batch or, or for Teachers you... Lounge? Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, we actually just pitched last week to IFC for television, uh, and that meeting actually went well. You're using this chunk to say like, hey, here's what we did with five minutes, but 
this kind of thing would, here's how we would make this 11 minutes. Well, actually, you know, we pitched it for a 22 minute for a, okay. for a half hour show. Um, yeah, IFC. I'm thinking like Adult Swim and shit like that. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, we're open to any of the above because of the <laughs> fact that, you know, from. Hey, if HBO, <laughs> listen, if you're listening, That's listen, right. I, you know, I'm not picky. Yeah. Singapore division, yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, we're big over there. So, uh, yeah, we did, like, the first four episodes were shorter. I mean, they were, like you said, yeah, f- right. four minutes, five minutes. The, the the latter six started to go out into that seven, eight, nine-minute right. range. Um, so certainly we feel like we can kind of fill whatever container we're given, uh, but we would like to try the 22-minute version. So that's what we pitched to IFC. Right. And they said all the right things. So now we're writing up that treatment and we'll, we'll see how it goes. Great. It's a great calling card. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. I can't, I can't wait to work with you on it. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ted Alexandro, his partner, Hollis James, have Teacher's Lounge. That's on tedalexandro.com. You can also find it on uh, uh, thundershorts.com, that's which right. is uh, uh, your producer. And uh, that, that's a hell of a site. A lot yeah. of other lot of other shows on there. Yep. Um, YouTube. You can find it. Uh, uh, I'm gonna go watch your uh, the the short you made. Tell me what it was called again. Nobody's dummy. Nobody's dummy. Gonna watch nobody's dummy, and uh, go check out Ted in uh, clubs around the country, often in New York. Uh, if you see his name on a bill, go check it out. You won't be sorry. Ted Alexandro, thank you very much for coming and being on the Writer's Block. I appreciate it. Thanks, Jr. That's it. Episode 46 is in the can, and there are more to come. Writer's Block ain't finished yet, people. Fret not. Keep your eyes peeled for new ones. Go back in the archives to listen or re-listen to old ones. Make up imaginary episodes in your head. Get creative with it. What have you got to lose? Until next time, thanks for listening. Say goodnight, blockheads. (laughs) 